What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome to episode 26 of the MM Arcade podcast. Rob, it's only been like three days, I swear. Three days since the last episode. <laughs> I know. This is this is exact. I was thinking that just before. This is exactly why we can't drop episodes late in the week because it feels like we talk too quickly. Like we, we, we're back in the hot seat yeah. too soon. Yeah. We are very lucky, though, that there is a big card to talk about, at least, and some news, because I was worried that in the two, three days between podcasts that we wouldn't have anything to talk about. We got lucky this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what are we going to, what's changed in the, what are we reading, watching, playing? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's been two days. I've got something, though. I've got something big that I want to talk about for that circle. Oh, something Something world-shattering happened in two days. Oh, I reckon anime lovers will absolutely <laughs> agree with me. You you might not, oh, right, right, but I reckon right, everyone right. else will. We'll save it. We'll save it. Uh, so we've, we've got... Better, better nothing to do with Demon Slayer. Let's nothing go. to do with Demon Slayer, but another one you don't like. <laughs> but we have a bunch oh. of UFC news. Obviously, we have our predictions for UFC 295 to go through. So we want to start off with the UFC news, Rob. There was a bit of a confusion over the, over the past few days between... Makachev, Oliveira, when are they fighting? Are they going to be fighting? Obviously, we all suspect that they are going to be having their rematch eventually. Ariel Hawani, a few days ago, came out with some news and he said the current plan, though it's not finalized, is to have Makachev versus Oliveira 2 to headline UFC 297 in January in Toronto. And obviously, you remember that uh, Tupuria was meant to fight Volkanovski then. And then it turns out that uh, it was Volk's manager, Ali, came out and said, no, that's fake news. They're not going to be headlighting January 20. And it looks like the earliest Makachev will be ready to defend his title is in March, specifically March 9. It was just kind of crazy. So I guess we know that, yes, definitely Makachev is going to be versus Oliveira, but apparently Volk Tapuria is still the the aim for, for January. I don't know what to make of yeah, this. And <laughs> yeah. That's just standard UFC news. <laughs> like, yeah. like, but but also, I, I, I can't see why Makachev and Oliveira would fight in Toronto of all places. Mm, I, uh, yeah, I, I feel like champs have a they have a big say in where they want to fight. Yeah, but that just seems like a random spot for both of them. I don't mm. know. I don't know. But we'll find out. <laughs> I'm I'm still keen to to see that rematch, obviously. But I think what oh, definitely what surprises me though. I'm still surprised that Volk is, is aiming to fight in January. I know he said otherwise, uh, but like after a loss like that, after a, you know, well, he's he's going to be fighting Tuporia, who is very very capable of doing something very similar. I'm worried about him if he was going to fight in January. I think he should take another couple months off if the USC were to allow it, and surely they would. Surely for Volk, they'd be like, yeah, take some time off. Oh, we're definitely. Fine. He's he's one of the most active champions in like right now yeah you know it's uh and it's one of those things uh, i'm very curious like obviously i want to see Oliveira makachev fight but yeah vulcan Taporia, right that seeing how volk bounces back from that makachev loss yeah. the way he lost and just um seeing seeing him turn it back on it's yeah it's very very curious because it could be two things. One, maybe just rolling on with it, you know, brush it, dusting yourself off, getting back on the horse. It's the best course of action. Just mm. get straight back into the thick of things before you really sit down and let it sink into your mind. Or maybe you did need to sit down and let it sink <laughs> in and just really reflect on what happened, come to terms with it so that you can, so that it doesn't affect you in the next bout. You know, well, yeah. I, I'm very curious to see what happens in that next fight, but yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Well, that that was the the quick bit of UFC news. Obviously, we had a fight on the weekend as well. UFC Fight Night Almeida versus Derek Lewis. Rob, did you did you end up watching this fight? I did. My wife and I did. We I we did. put up through five rounds of that fight. What did you think? Uh, before I say my piece, what, what did you think of Almeida versus Derek Lewis? Yeah, I. <laughs> No, before before you before I jump in, I want you to ask ask me your questions. Go ask me. I can see them written here. Give me hit me with them so that I have something to bounce off because I I I do have a a bit of a, a pickle, you know, a bit of a conundrum. I'm gonna go literally with what I have at number one here. The number one most talked about sentiment after the fight, and I have to agree. It was a bit boring, bro. It was a little bit boring. It was a, it was a much of nothing like. I, I appreciate as much as the next guy, high-level jiu-jitsu, high-level grappling, high-level wrestling. Mm. That's not what this was. 
It was, yes, complete domination by Almeida, but it was just boring. It was just him all over Lewis for, what was it, 20, 21 minutes? Like the most control time that we've seen in heavyweight, I think, ever. I think it broke a record. Mm-hmm. It, Lewis just mm-hmm. seemed bored. He seemed like he could get a pillow and go to bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm being too critical, but that's that's how a lot of people saw the fight anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Go ask the next one. Ask the next one. We'll do it all at once. <laughs> Why? We'll do it all at once. Okay. Please. Why didn't the ref stand up the fight at any stage? Do do you have an opinion okay. on this? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's 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 the big ticket that I'll that That's I what you to wanted to talk about. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because like it kind of leads into all of it, if I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Jelton Almeida, I, I said last week, he reminds me of Jacare. Guy just looks strong, he's athletic. Mm-hmm. He mate, the way he was taking Lewis down, Lewis is a big dude. And if you think Derek didn't know that Almeida was just going to spam takedowns, yeah, he knew. Yeah, of course. You know? And so he would have trained with him. You could see in the way that he was defending the shots, he he did train for it. He was trying to do the things. But Jalton, he has good wrestling, and he's strong and fit, and he was scrambling hard after it. He was chasing those takedowns. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest, you know, looking at that fight, the only times Almeida looked in trouble was every time they were standing. Yeah. Because – Lewis knew Lewis knew what he had to do. Lewis had an absolute understanding of how he was going to win that fight and how mm. he was going to lose that fight. Mm. And mate, every time Lewis was on his feet, he looked dangerous. Every single time from the start of the first to the start of the fifth, he looked dangerous, okay? Yeah. And our made up, our made up the smart fighter. Wanted no, no business <laughs> with the nasty ends of his gloves, and just, just shot. And you know, he controlled Lewis like utterly, utterly. It was like, it was, it was like honestly, it was. It's weird. It was weird to watch. Okay, yeah. now the ref, the ref can't stand up fights. When Jalton's in, in mount, okay, <laughs> mount, but he's doing nothing in mount. In a, that's that was the problem. Position. He was doing nothing, you know, yeah, and, for a lot of it. And that's the weird thing I gotta say. That's yeah. that's what was, you know, confused me a little because, like, have you heard Derek Lewis saying jujitsu doesn't work? <laughs> Dude, he half made me believe it in that fight. <laughs> Because, <laughs> dude, Lewis was just laying there, like uninterested, uninterested, like yeah. get off me, bro. You know what I mean? And like it was, it was crazy to see, dude. Like the guy had twenty-one minutes. I'm gonna say, I have to. I reckon he had about nineteen of those minutes in mount. Yeah, in mount, and Lewis didn't get beat up. He didn't no. get submitted. He just kind of laid there uninterested, like, like literally looking at him like, get off me, dude. Mm-hmm. It was it was weird to see. I don't I don't know why Almeida wasn't doing more on top. Maybe he was trying to preserve his energy for – because let's not forget, these guys are like 260-pound guys. These are massive dudes, yeah. units of men, right? So like to, to, to wrestle the way Almeida was doing it and stuff takes, drains a lot of energy resources. But still, I don't know, he wasn't throwing a lot of elbows, wasn't really trying to get a lot of significant shots. If you look at the, the strike number, it is pretty full-on. Like there, there was a lot of, a lot of shots. Um. Mm. Landed and and Lewis obviously spending twenty one minutes on the ground didn't land that many right but yeah. the ref I, I I agree what do what do you do what do you do in a, in a in a fight like that because mm. like a referee cannot stand up a grounded fighter when the guy has an advantageous position like a half guard or yeah or a um or a, or, or mount or back like you can't it, regardless of whether they're doing anything like. One guy has been getting held down. If if you get held down for twenty five minutes and you can't get back up, dude, like I don't know, I, you can't really say you've lost, but you certainly haven't won. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a good <laughs> point, man. I, I think you bring up a good point about him reserving his energy because this was a five round fight, right? So it wasn't a three round. Mm-hmm. So I could see in Ahmed's head, yeah, I've got to make sure that I, you know 
reserve as much energy as possible so I can still survive in the fifth, just in case Derek Lewis tries to get an uppercut, which he tried to do, especially as Jailton tried to go in for, for a lot of those shoots. But what I will right. say is that for a guy in the last episode, I praised, I think it was like five of his last seven fights, he's won by submission, specifically by rear naked choke. For someone that has that in his arsenal and to not try and weaken Derek, soften him up, use the you know elbows, punches to the body, he just did none of that. And I, and I was like, for sure, in the, in the third, fourth, absolutely the fifth, he's going to submit Derek. He's going to do something. But it just never happened. I, if, if he had done what he did, and at least in the third or the fourth, went for a choke and actually got it, I would have been happy with that performance. But he didn't do any of that. And, and that brings me to the next question. Like, how the hell is he going to do against someone like Curtis Blades, who has excellent, excellent takedown defense, or someone like Pavlovich or Aspinall? Like, there's not, like, I don't know. I don't know how Jalton's going to go against those dudes after that performance. Oh, yeah, but he's got really good jujitsu. <laughs> he's got really good jujitsu. And yeah, it's, surprisingly, Derek Lewis has really good defense. Like, jujitsu. He did. He put up a good ground. show. Uh, I agree. You know, yeah. like, he, yeah, he was. He was counting him pretty well. The, obviously, he he had studied the tape and he had done his work, his homework on it. Mm. But yeah, man, it's 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 a it's a strange position because like it's wasn't the most exciting fight. Jalton won the fight, yeah. but yeah, fights are gonna they sometimes look like that just because of the rules and mm-hmm. just the way the, the the game is. You know, I'll say that Jalton needs to have his fight against Blades. Obviously, that was meant to be the fight before before Blades pulled out. That absolutely needs to happen. I think if Jalton wins that fight against Blades, I'll eat my words and I'll say, all right, he's he's definitely up there. He he can fight those top five ranked dudes. But after that performance, I I think he needs to do a little bit more convincing, especially in the eyes of the UFC. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it was a pretty. No, I, 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 I'm going to disagree with you because right. I think Jailton, he went in there with a game plan and executed it to 100% ability. You know, I'm like not doubting that, Lewis, man. I'm saying he Lewis won the was fight. on his back. Yeah, I On agree. his back laying there for 21 minutes, dude. Like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It you just know, didn't it make for a fun well. fight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Look, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not doubting just, that he didn't like execute his game plan to perfection like he did what he needed to do to win and there were moments there as i said where Derek could have absolutely knocked jalton out but it just didn't make for a fun fight i wanted a more fun main event maybe i'm asking for too much mm. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, sometimes that's how, just how the cookie crumbles <laughs> Fair. well you know especially when you're talking about heavyweights you want to see two yeah. two bangers like you want to see two slugs absolutely but there's nothing wrong with especially that. when Derek lewis is involved but yeah. to be fair, to be fair, you and everybody else, if you're in Almeida's position, you'd be shooting for his ankles out of the gate. I don't out of the disagree. Gate. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> out of the gate, dude. Out of the gate. Because Lucas has some nasty power. Like I said, he was yeah. dangerous at the beginning of every round. For sure. And it, Yeah. Well, let's move on to UFC 295 predictions. We have two big fights to talk about. First up, we are going to be starting off with the main event, the light heavyweight title, Yuri Prohaska against Alex Pereja. First of all, Prohaska, 29 wins, three losses. He has 25 wins by knockout. That's a crazy stat. He's obviously coming off his win against Glover Teixeira, winning the the actual title, but he obviously vacated it due, due to his injury. Pereja, eight wins, two losses, six by knockout, coming up a win against Jan Blahovic. Some would say not too convincingly. We can talk about that a little if you want. But, Rob, let's break this down. Prohaska against Pereja. What do you think, man? This is going to be a good fight. Mate, this is going to be a gnarly fight. Mm. Like, and, like, it's, it's crazy for so many different reasons. Obviously, Pereira's got amazing striking game. Mm-hmm. And we've we've seen it in his fights, and this is his weight division. He's got the range, he's got the reach, he's got the height. So th- he looks good in this division. But Yiddy, he's so unorthodox. He's yeah. so hard to get a read on. But he's very hittable. He's very hittable. You, saw, I, I saw him in deep waters when he fought Glover. I was actually ringside mm-hmm. for that, thankfully. And like Yiri looked in deep waters with some of those shots he was taking from Glover. 
But he just never went away. He just nah. never went away and was kind of always like doing doing his unorthodox type fighting. Or it was such a obviously Glover was having a tough read of it, but he was landing big shots. For sure. But again, regardless, like Glover looked really, really good and then lost. Yiri has a uncanny ability to find the win. In mm. these fights, in these fights, in these harder fights, but also in just in in the in the fights, he looks he looks to be outclassed. He he finds the wins, and uh, you saw that with with uh, with with uh, Dominic Reyes. He he finds the win. Like Reyes is a very good striker. Mm. You you saw the way he fought John Jones, but. Yuri just finds a way to win. He he's got such unorthodox striking. He can see kill shots. Yeah, and he he goes for them instinctually. It's yeah. I'm I'm very curious to see how this fight plays out. So currently at the moment, Pereja is the favorite <coughs> to win. Not not by much. I just watched the um, Prohaskar and, and Teixeira fight. First of all, that was a banger of a fight. That was so bloody good. All five <laughs> yeah, rounds. Dude. Like and, yeah. and Glover, as you said, he was getting some awesome shots on Yuri, and he just wouldn't back off. And obviously, I think it's going to be a very different fight. Like Teixeira is a is a jiu-jitsu artist. It's I don't think this one against Pereira is going to go to the ground as much. It might. Yuri clearly has a fantastic grappling, fantastic defense. But I think this one's going to be one where they stand up, just trade. The thing that I will say about Yuri is that he lets down his hands a lot, and Pereira has this. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot, and you know, Alex has this tendency of shoot of striking, especially his kicks, but snapping really quickly. Like you don't know where his his strikes are coming from. He has that weird stance with it with his hands up. I do worry that Yuri is going to get smacked on the chin because he did against Glover. He he was shaky a little bit. He obviously didn't get knocked out. But that's the one thing that I'll say, Yuri. He needs to be a little bit more careful than he was against Glover. That's all I'll say. And. It, well, no, and you're exactly right. I, I was saying that in that Glover fight, he took some crazy shots, and there are yeah. a lot of times I was I was ringside and I, I was looking in, and I could, <laughs> like, I was like, I was sure Yuri was dead, dude, yeah. like <laughs> dead on his feet, like he, he took <laughs> big shots. Yeah. But again, his hands down, hands in his pockets, guys moving around, doing his thing, never went away, no. and still found it, still found the win somehow, you know. It, and he, I, again, you say like, yeah, it, it, it could be seen as a liability, his hands low, but that's mm-hmm. kind of plays into his unorthodox style where he moves around, almost flows and dances with the shots a little bit because he lands those awkward, unorthodox strikes a lot of the time and they, they yeah. hurt. You see him in a lot of his other fights. He's hurt. He hurts those guys mm-hmm. and he, he. 29 wins, like 25 wins by knockout, dude. That's, that's insane. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, right. that's, yeah, that's not a fluke. No, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a there's a mad there's a method to his madness. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the biggest question though. Alex Pereira being one of the one one of the better strikers in the UFC at this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Very textbook though. Yeah. Versus Yiri. Like again, one of the better pros, like one of one of the best light heavyweights at the moment. Mm. Very unorthodox striking. How are they going to to pair up? And it is yeah, because because you, you don't know because you can you can see you can also you can say yeah, Alex is going to find his mark and land one on Yuri's chin. Mm. Yuri is very hittable and he keeps his hands down. You could say that, mm-hmm. or you could say Yuri with his unorthodox style. He's going to fire something Alex doesn't see and he gets put out as well because Yuri, yeah. Yuri has had a lot of wins via knockout as well. Both huge dudes, like long range. Both guys have reach. Yeah. And I, I, that's what makes MMA so exciting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, we, we, we could see something completely different in Yuri goes in for a double leg, dude. You, yeah. you don't know. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested. Isn't it the case as well that um, isn't Alex training with Glover for this fight? I'm pretty sure someone said something about that. But to your point, like we just saw Alex. Alex when it, when, I'm pretty sure Alex trains with Glover though. Like there you go, like yeah, teammates. Yeah. yeah. So 
obviously he's going to be giving him all the inside uh, tips, but I will say, based on what you said too, when when Alex fought Izzy, we saw he obviously has lapses in, in his defense, especially when he's going forward and he's throwing hands. And mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm, saw him mm-hmm. fight against Jan, Jan wasn't doing anything spectacular on the stand-up. Like he was just throwing his, his regular punches and he was still connecting against Alex. How is Alex going to handle someone like uh, Paraska Who's just you? You can't see where he's going. He's fighting like Eddie from Tekken, dude. Sometimes, like his hands are down, but he's calm <laughs> yeah. and throw elbows yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? But it's clearly effective. Yeah, yeah. I get. You know what? I get like um. Sometimes when I watch him fight, I get like um. Uh, it was a Tony Ferguson vibes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, I mean, like yeah. old school Ferguson vibes. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to read this one. I think. The safe bet would have to be Alex Pereira because yeah. if you just go like a basic maths, Glover can hit him, uh, Pereira will, Alex will. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, I don't know, Yuri, like I said, he has an uncanny knack, an uncanny knack of chasing the win, of finding that win in in tough situations, in uphill fights when yeah. his back's against the wall. It's uh, how much? What? How much is he? How much is he betting? I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I think Pereira was like a dollar. Good friend Unibet.com. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like a dollar seventy-ish, and then um, Baraska was like two ten, something, something like that. Have to see this. I have to see this. <laughs> it's it's close. Um, it's also, gonna be a close I, fight. I, I also remember seeing footage of Yuri practicing his kicks, like working his kickboxing. Yeah, specifically the for same, the Alex the same fight. Clip. Specifically, yeah, like like mm. throwing these kicks, throwing kicks. So maybe, but maybe is that what he, is that what he wants to do? Does he want really want to trade kickboxing with Alex? Like, really? Well, I don't know. You know, throwing kicks helps you understand to a degree of catching kicks. You know, and taking kicks, you just fair a little bit. You know, okay. So on Unibet. Yuri's paying two dollars twenty to Alex Pereira's dollar sixty seven. You see? Oh I, wow, that's even more than I thought. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely slip Yuri into a multi for sure. Two dollars <laughs> twenty. Like I don't think it's that much of a shoe in. No, I should. I don't think it's it that much of a shoe in. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I I like Alex Pereira. No, nothing personal. But I'm my 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 tip. Is going to be Yiri for the win. I don't know what it is. I've All got right. a feeling he's All unorthodox right. fighting, finds a hole in Alex's game, and and he gets hit with it. I do think okay. Alex is going to land some shots, but mate, yeah. honestly, seeing seeing the way he took those shots against Glover in mm. <laughs> in uh, Singapore that time, yeah, yeah, I don't know, Yiri, Yiri. He's uh, he's a little crazy, dude. <laughs> he's a little crazy. <laughs> he is a little crazy. So I got, yeah, I got I got Yuri for this one. I'm gonna go Yuri. All right, I am gonna go with Alex purely to play devil's advocate, but also I I do think Alex is gonna clock him when he's letting his hands down. So let's see how that goes. Let us know your oh, predictions in the comments below. Without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt, he's gonna clock him. Just I'm just hoping he doesn't knock him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because as, as long as Yuri's not knocked out, there's yeah. a chance. So. All right. All right. No, we're yeah. definitely keen to see but, what you say in the comments below. Yeah, please do. Tell us what you think. And obviously, man, we, we talked about this a little last week, but we've got to do our you know official breakdown, official predictions. Sergei Pavlovich against Tom Aspinall. This is going to be a banger. We've got Pavlovich, 18 wins, only the one loss. He has 15 wins by knockout. Six of his last wins have all been TKO or KO. He recently beat Blades, Tuivasa, Derek Lewis speaking of. Aspinall, 13 wins, three losses. Obviously, one injury, one of those losses. Another was a DQ. Uh, he has 10 wins by knockout, three submissions. He's beaten Tybora, Volkov, and Spivak. His loss against Blades was, was due to injury, as I said. Rob, let's break this one down. Pavlovich Aspinall. This is like, I'm actually slightly more excited, I think, for this one. I only think because I don't think it's making oh. out of the first round. But what do you think about this one? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's. I saw a lot of guys writing it down in the comments last week, but power is the world's gr- like the greatest equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, I, I think this fight goes two ways. Like Aspinall bashes him. Hmm. Too quick, too fast. His movements too much on point. Keeps him at the end of his jab, end of his kicks the entire time hmm. until he, I think, TKO 
stops Pavlovich. Can't see light heavyweight uh, heavyweights going the five rounds, right? Yeah. And that's kind of Aspinall's thing. He just takes his time because he's a big dude, but he's fast and he's light. He just moves around, breaks you down, and then you just – then he turns you off. But – or we'll see Pavlovich <laughs> go in there and just go, yeah. and win. Like, and just clock Aspinall and <laughs> and and win. I, I would be – yeah, because Pavlovich has some scary power. He would have to yeah. be – the heaviest hitter in in the heavyweight division at the moment. Mm. Oh, or at least up there. Nah, nah. I would say that he's the heaviest. heaviest. I, I would yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, dude. If I saw this crazy stat that um, I think it was out of the fourteen fights in the UFC between them, only Aspinall's made it to the second round. Right, like Sergey barely makes it out of the first because he keeps knocking people out. I. Kind of want to that's, lean that's toward- That's exactly what I was looking up just now. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to be like, has Sergey had much experience fighting past He really hasn't. No, no, at least not in the UFC. I like, think out of the UFC he has. But um, I, I, I see this ending in the first, if I want to get really specific with the prediction. But I feel Pavlovich's power will be too much for Aspinall. Unless Aspinall can just like really utilize his speed to overwhelm Pavlovich, but I just don't see that happening against Pavlovich. I don't know why, man. I I, I feel like this is going to be knockout in the first. Yeah, it's it's crazy like that, and you can see with his 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 latest steamroll of first round knockouts mm-hmm. that his confidence in his ability to knock people out, especially when he's in the firing range, like with Ty in his last fight, yeah, with Tuivasa, and they're like they're both. Yeah, he's like chasing it and Ty's throwing heavy too and Pavlovich is there for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they just start firing cannons. It's uh, yeah, like the only times he's been taken to a decision were pre-UFC. Obviously, he's mm. gotten a, a, a ton better since then. I – oh, this is a tough one to pick. It's really honestly, hard. Because I love yeah. – I'm a big – I love the way Aspinall fights. Like I love mm. – the the bouncy movement I love the speed like that's how I fight all of the time yeah. I I I enjoy that and I love seeing a heavy set dude do it he's got a great skill set who do you pick who do you pick who do you pick because like I like like the guys in the comments said power is the greatest equalizer mm. come on uh, if it gun to your head if you, you would you, have you, to choose. Well, because I, I, I had this – everyone had the same problem with Nagano. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing. It was like Nagano would go up against a lot of guys and be like, well, Nagano's done it. And then he just rawr. And yeah. <laughs> like a tidal wave would run over him. And then like, no, Blade's going to take him down. And then rawr. Smack <laughs> him. Like, you know, <laughs> dude, like – but and it just kept happening. Yeah. It just kept happening and, until you realize, no, nah, Nagano's just got to win <laughs> somehow. Just going to land his head mitts on his face somehow and just win. Yeah, I don't know who have you got. You you go first. De- de- I'm definitely going to go Pavlovich. Um, I I really rate Aspinall too, especially as you said his style as a heavyweight. You don't see it that often. It's a nice breath of fresh air. Um, but I think Pavlovich is just going to knock him out. It's, it's as simple as that. I ah uh, yeah, I'm not confident, but I'm gonna. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, it's tricky. Uh, you know, I, I'll play devil's advocate this one, and I'm going right. to Aspinall. <laughs> I think he can keep him on the end of his jab and just slowly pick him up until pick him apart, use yeah. his distance, his movement well. I think he will shoot. I think we will see takedowns. I see it's him using shot. kicks yeah. to try and slow Pavlovich moving in and uh, to try and slow Pavlovich down. And let's say if, if Pavlovich does start to slow down, Aspinall mm. will take him home. So yeah, I got Aspinall. All right, let us know what you think in the comments. We've got about five, six days until the event, so plenty of time for the discussion. Rob, that's pretty much it for for this week's UFC. Again, we had a bit to talk about even after UFC only two days. Done. <laughs> yeah, it does. UFC done skis. It does mean though that there's there's not too much games news to talk about unless you're a Blizzard fan. And, and we'll talk about why in a second. But let's get to the games news. There's two big news pieces of news to talk about this week. First of all, 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. It is coming out very soon, I think in four days of the recording of this video. But unfortunately, the single-player campaign is not looking too good. IGN has rated it 4 out of 10. And listen to this for a review. They call it boring and a, quote, pale imitation of the past made of underbaked story moments that clash with attempts to introduce new open combat missions designed to encourage player freedom that instead fall flat on their face. But they do say the gunplay is great and the graphics and sound design are top tier. So to me, that suggests once they actually review the multiplayer, once it's out, that's probably still going to be good or, or typical Call of Duty. Mm. But the single-player campaign, and it's not just them, other uh, outlets were rating it 4 out of 10 too. Things are not looking good. Rob, what do you think about <laughs> Call of Duty, man? <laughs> Mate, I didn't even know Call of Duty had a single-player mode. <laughs> <laughs> like, They're still trying. Like, actually, you know what? You know what? No, I do know because my dad plays it. Right? <laughs> Dude, if you enjoy that type of gameplay, if you enjoy single-player Call of Duty, all props to you. But understand, mm. understand that Call of Duty, like they've since they launched online many, many years ago, mm. they have only doubled down every year since. Okay, hundred percent. And I, I, th I think that is where. 90% of their attention developers money yeah. time span is spent like and that's unfortunately that's just the way the company has developed because of the success of the online and let me tell you if you play the online try, uh, if you play the single player campaign try online okay it, it's it's crap sometimes <laughs> it's crap sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like you just sometimes you just get wiped and and you can't do anything and it's crap but sometimes it's great yeah. you know sometimes it's great and it's funny find a mate and just give it a go it's it's when you get a roll on and you're on like a 10 kd 15 kd 20 kd those are the best call yeah, of duty dude. moments and 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 you're with your mates and you guys are like you and one other squad left and you're yeah. screaming at each other like it, it it is a great time to have like with your friends yeah. it's it's a lot of fun and you can like 5 hours can just go by in a flash in a flash it's 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 cool yeah i what i will say about the single player obviously after these reviews i think they should I don't know. They have Warzone already, which is obviously pure multiplayer. So they still like to have their single player in the in, in the the main Call of Duty series. But I, I wouldn't say do away with it. But I don't know, man. I I'm much more of a fan nowadays, anyways, of zombies. I think zombies is just awesome. More focus should go to zombies, slightly less on the campaign, because most people are just playing the campaign once and they go into multiplayer or they go into zombies, anyways. So. They probably have to freshen it up a lot. Complete either either nix it or completely revamp single player to get people back on board. Um, but also maybe the, the, there's no harm in skipping a Call of Duty. Like they're releasing them all the time. Maybe we could go two mm. years without a Call of Duty. They can focus on Warzone and then we see a new one in a couple of years. I mm -hmm. don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I I agree. I agree. But also, I don't know how much you can look into or take you know take for gospel these. These reviewers, these review <laughs> scores, right? You got to wait. There, there has been too, yeah. there has been too many times I've seen these reviewers, these review websites, mm -hmm. give a game a terrible rating, and it's great, or they've given the game a great rating, and it is absolutely garbage. Like, it very <laughs> funny. Like, so there is a so obviously there are different people that at IGN specifically that review games, right? So they came out with this one, 4 out of 10. There was another IGN reviewer that was like, oh, uh, it seems like it's a bad game and they've gone back to Call of Duty Ghost style because that was a bad game. And then someone pulled up the review for Call of Duty Ghost from IGN and it was 8 out of 10. So like within the company, they clearly can't agree on a review yeah. score. Review scores are hard, bro. Yeah. They're, they're very, it's very hard. suspicious almost. <laughs> suspicious. Almost. No, everyone gotcha knows. Yeah. Everyone knows. The the only the only reviews worth looking or reading through mm. is Steam. That's the only way. Well, you you were going to town only... on Steam reviews the other day. You remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like you can't don't read the first four and give up. Nah. <laughs> because it's also it's it's also entertaining. You need to you need to go to recent. You need to go. Yeah. 
You can go back to like when it launched. You can yeah. go to most helpful. Like jump the queues, have a look around, do your research, use your brain. Yeah. But like some of the reviews are amazing. Like they are so funny to watch. <laughs> like you'll see a dude be like, it's all right. Dude's got like 2,000 hours played. <laughs> <laughs> Something stupid like that, right? Or And then a lot of these guys on the same review, like they give really break, like good break uh broken down reviews yeah like it's, for sure. it's it's worth looking into it i was hammering some guys because the guys that i was hammering are like the, the little salty boys just <laughs> writing up their one piece <laughs> like they're, they're two liners this is trash it froze my computer well fucking what do you what do you want get off your potato dude That's like <laughs> it, it it tells you it tells you the specs beforehand don't <laughs> don't bring down an entire steam steam review rating based on your computer's capabilities. I have a computer that can't play every game. I sit here writing bad reviews for people after, <laughs> like about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just play other yeah. games. <laughs> Speaking of which, are you going to get your new computer? You've been talking about it for a while. Is it happening? Uh, one of those things like I say I'll do it and then I just – the idea of setting up a new computer just – Setting like rewiring my desk. Oh, true, true. It's like resetting up the cameras. I just got everything working, dude. <laughs> like the idea of setting up the cameras and the 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 microphones and everything again. Fair. Like I got everything that it works right now, and yep. I don't want to touch it, move it, shake it, or anything. It sounds like what you honestly you could just do with a GPU upgrade if you just got. And I say just got. They're expensive, but you get a forty ninety or a forty eighty. I think your CPU is still pretty good. That's going to get you by most games, I, in my opinion. Just get a GPU upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm all right. I play a lot of indie games anyway. I'm all oh, good. Did you? <laughs> did you? We, we wouldn't know off this podcast alone. You, you never play AAAs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just play I just play 2D games anyway most of the time, so we're good. <laughs> uh, the next piece of game news that we have to talk about is BlizzCon 2023. Personally, I'm not a huge Blizzard fan, but they did announce a bunch of stuff. Diablo, 4, uh, Diablo 4's first expansion. Blizzard announces the next three expansions of World of Warcraft. Classic is also getting the Catal- uh, Cataclysm expansion. Overwatch 2 has a new hero. Diablo tabletop RPG announced, and even Phil Spencer came out. Of course, now that Blizzard has been acquired by Microsoft, came out at the at the opening ceremony, gave a little bit of a spiel. Rob, is there anything in there for all those BlizzCon announcements that interests you at all? Mate, I have been I have been hearing mm. well is dead or dying no. forever for like the last ten years. It'll never. I, die. And now that the next three expansions yeah. have been announced, I'm pretty sure it'll be here for my kids yeah. and my kids' kids and their kids. Like, <laughs> especially with the purchase from Microsoft, like they're, they're, it's not going anywhere, no. I don't think. No, I, I think people that like, say that, just like to say that, similar to what you were saying about Steam reviews, they'll save for an article or they'll save for a video. It'll be edgy. Yeah. But the fact is you don't announce three expansions for World of Warcraft if you aren't yeah. making bloody money from it, right? They are making hand over fist. It's, 20 hours. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's, it's so popular. And the thing that I keep saying is that the games industry is so big. Every little gaming bubble now, whether it's Starfield, World of Warcraft, Diablo, they're all massive now. But no one, like, unless you're in that community, you don't really hear about it on a day to day or a week to week anymore. Because there's mm. next week, there's another five good games mm. that, that get announced. So I think there's a lot of that going on where people just don't realize how popular the game still is. Yeah, it's but it, it makes me wonder about world like classic because mm. I, I jumped into classic for a big chunk and that was fun for a bit. But uh, like, is the idea to just keep going through the expansion packs until I think so? Uh, they catch up, like, and then what? They bring up, bring it out, bring out a new classic. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what the deal with with classic is. I mean, like, would you would you consider getting back into it based off that? Cataclysm? No, I I didn't even jump into the last one. Yeah, what was the last one? The Lich King. I didn't. I missed that one. I I jumped on the classic when it first came out. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like you have to to really be anything worth talking about in that game. Yeah, you have to live on that game, dude. Like live on that game. It is a massive time commitment. Dude, <laughs> massive, I I've heard like, stories of of people that are so hardcore 
uh, World of Warcraft fans, that they'll literally move their house or like they'll rent elsewhere, which is closer to the server. So they have better, better ping with the server of World of Warcraft. Like that's how committed they are. That blows my mind, bro. Like I literally mm. uplifting your whole life just to be a little bit better at the game. It's crazy to me. Mm. Actually crazy. But then if like WoW has a huge portion of your life really you're not uprooting anything you know you're just bringing over what yeah but it's a behind. video game i love video <laughs> games as much as the next guy but god damn no that, you don't love them enough you Johnny. don't love them enough clearly that's what it is you don't love them enough obviously <laughs> you're not gonna move houses for it how can you call yourself a gamer dude <laughs> to be fair like you know, on the flip side there and, are people that like if you're doing competitive esports you'll get the hell out of australia because yeah then you have crap ping especially if there aren't servers here so that i understand mm. but like moving within states in america or wherever you are to be a little bit closer mm-hmm. to the server i don't know mm. i don't know maybe i'll never understand and Di- diablo 4 i've only been hearing bad things about diablo 4 since yeah, it same. launched like DLC's coming out, so obviously it can't be that bad again. <laughs> you never know. I thought it was actually a great game. Like I thought it was super fun. I just found that like once I hit Endgame, there wasn't a lot for me to do. Mm. Like uh, I didn't really want to spend 20 hours grinding out like 20% extra crit chance or something like that on a, yeah. on a piece of items. Like I just it did did not interest me. No, I, I I completely get it. Again, I I felt the same way when I eventually got to the end of my tether with Fallout seventy six. Like, why am I playing it for another week to try and get this weapon that has literally just another two percent more damage or crit or whatever, just to perform a little bit better when I'm when I'm killing enemies? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but f- yeah, but Fallout seventy six has base building, and you see that can, that's a different that's different that, that is different that can keep you that can keep you around for a long time even if you're doing boring stuff you can always just mm-hmm. retreat to your house and then so is that what you're points. saying diablo <laughs> needs to introduce base building sim style I think base building. every game i think every game needs base building dude <laughs> i'm a massive fan of base building like, <laughs> i i think every game can be made better with it that's it's the truth of it fair enough fair enough well that is that is the game's news. Again, it's only been three days since the last time that mm-hmm. we chat, but there wasn't too <laughs> much case news in the meantime. Next topic is what we, we're watching, we used playing, it all up. and reading. <laughs> we, yeah, we kind of did. Rob, in the three days, have you been watching, playing, or reading anything new? I have been reading something new. Oh, yeah? Tell us about it. It's um, And it's actually, I'm up to the second book now. I smashed the first one. Like yesterday, yeah. It's uh, it's called if you like if you like reincarnation type books, it's called Bastard something something something. Okay, Bastard. Wait, uh, this was the one that you were like, like, if it's good enough, I'll talk about it on this no, podcast. I dropped that book and picked up the new <laughs> <All> one, <right. laughs> like, and then just smash through this one because this one this one's good. Like this Fair, one, okay. this one I, I I'm excited to like find 10 minutes of quiet so I can just whip it out and start reading. Yeah, like, nice. It's uh it's 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 a good book. It's a good book. It's 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 your standard like reincarnation trope. Like mm. OP dude dies, gets reincarnated as some other dude, super OP still, mm. starts running amok on people. Like <laughs> Sounds <laughs> it's fun. Done in a, it's done in a, it's got done in a good way, dude. Um in terms of playing, I haven't been playing anything differently. I tried RimWorld for a bit while I was watching the fights yesterday because yeah. RimWorld can get a bit grindy, mm. especially if you're playing like solo colonists. So my dude, my dude's got 400 chores to do during a day. <laughs> He's got to like water the plants, cut the wood, build the things, study the things, like smooth out the rocks. Like He's got so much to do. So I just press like play and then let it go on by itself for ages while i Fair. watch fights and just come back for like crises or getting raided or whatever so but me me, me me mates have you ever played dungeons and dragons dude you know what i actually haven't like it's crazy to say because you and like everyone that i know plays dnd i have never actually sat down and played it yeah i know well, i know well, it's I- it's the one shame that i have <laughs> no 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 it's 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 actually like i think I think it's pretty difficult to get into unless yeah. you know, unless you got like a mate that like does it religiously. I think it's actually pretty t- tricky to get into because I've only gotten into it like actual D and D, maybe the the last year, the last yeah, last year, the last mm. year and a bit maybe. But um, 
and my and I'm having a campaign with my mates, and this is the first campaign I've ever been in, and it it was hilarious last night. Nice. Like anybody, if you get a chance to play in D and D, go in with two feet, with with both feet, and just enjoy yourself. Like if you're embarrassed to do something, then just just get out there and do it. Play your role. It is hilarious. You know what I mean? It is. It's just a lot of fun. Like it's a lot of fun. Like, like, so you know your mates. You play like your Call of Duties with, or like your, your yeah, game yeah. games. No, you, your group of your circle of friends. Picture every one of you boys, like pretending to be some medieval people <laughs> <laughs> running, trying to run a muck through a dungeon, dude. It is so funny because <laughs> the boys are the boys, right? Yeah. <laughs> but now one's a barbarian, right? <laughs> one's an archer. We're like making fun of each other. But the our dungeon master's like really, he's really cool because he lets us play around and he yeah, kind of yeah, reacts yeah. to it appropriately it's sick it's a lot of fun so just that's what i've been playing and if oh, you guys yeah. get a chance to jump into a group at any time jump into it because it is it is a sick experience i, I look forward we only get together once a week to mm. keep it going but it is so much fun that's cool dude I, I, as i said i've always wanted to get into it <laughs> I, I know like i have a good group of friends that do it on a regular they'll even stream it um once i get some time once i'm in the mood i think i'll do it as well yeah, you should. You should tell me what have you been watch, reading, or playing. Uh, well, I'm still I'm still playing Spider Man. I'm still watching Shield Hero. But what I did watch, which was no, kind of new, I guess. So Attack on Titan, it's over. The last part, the last special premiere, whatever the hell you want to call it, part three point five. It's finally out. It's finished the story after over ten years. It is just so good. It is. Brilliant storytelling. Those of you that have watched it to the end, you'll know. The amount of like, and obviously I won't spoil it, but the amount of references that they've had to the previous episodes, how it all ties together. And it, it sticks pretty closely to the manga is what I heard as well. So a lot of people are happy happy about that. Mm. It's just awesome, man. And and the end sequence, the animation was absolutely insane. Uh, I, I, I could, I could re-watch Attack on Titan again. And I might only to just like, figure out all the things that I missed as you watch the series because that's kind of how it is. Like you'll pick up on things that mm. was revealed in, in later episodes. And it really, I, I think it concluded the series very nicely, especially if you watch the end credits. It just it just makes a point and it's really poignant. You need to watch Attack on Titan. It's so damn good. It's so hard not to spoil it. But yeah, that's mm. what I did. I finished that off. Mm. It, um, it, I, I really enjoyed the first and second season mm-hmm. by so, the end of the second season it started started losing me and then all the hairy titans got involved and then it lost me <laughs> you gotta like, get back into I, it bro you've ha- you have to. i find it really hard to watch things or read things yeah. where they have more than one point of view i like fair as enough. soon as they they kept straying away from Aaron, i was like dude whatever like i just like it takes a very special side character for mm-hmm. me to get involved, like to 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 be invested in, like, um, what was it, Samurai Champlow? Like yep. that. Obviously, that has more than one character. But dude, those char- those two guys are awesome together. Mm. Or even the girl, she's all right too. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> like, there's like three characters. It's um, yeah, I find it very hard to 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 get into anything with any with with more than one point of view. That's why I, I never finished, and I never mm. will. Game of Thrones, no way. I oh, can't. yeah, no way. No like way. It, just, it, just, it just lost me. Well, lost the thing about Game way. of Thrones is that now that you know it ends terribly, <clears throat> like literally everyone that I know that likes it, including my wife, said, so yeah, it, it ends terribly. Why would you want to go through seven or eight seasons, however much it is, when you pretty much know it's a bad ending? But with Attack on Titan, hey. it's a very good ending. So it's worth the payoff. But that's that's... Nah, but that's the wrong. I think that, I think that's the wrong way to look at it, though, because you, like, you have seven seasons of greatness ahead of you. Yeah, but then you know you I have mean, the, we, we, the we, last we one's th- terrible. We, we don't. <laughs> life ends, bro. We don't live life knowing <laughs> it ends and just give up now. You know, you got to you got to smell the roses. No, enjoy the seven the seasons for what they are. No, that's the difference about life. You don't know how it's going to end, but if you do know how a show is going to end and it does end terribly, then it affects your enjoyment, in my opinion. 
Like if if Attack on Agreed. Titan ended terribly, like it'd be hard to like recommend it to people because I'd be like, yeah, it's worth it. This big payoff, all the references and all the interconnections between the characters and the storylines, it's all worth it in the end. If it's not worth it in the end, why the hell have you watched it for that whole time? That's why I could never watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's like have you ever watched ever you ever watched uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? No. no, I've heard good things, but I haven't. Like. Yeah, well, you see, you've heard good things. The ending was terrible, bro. Ah, then I'll never watch it. Sorry, terrible. <laughs> the, the, I'm pretty sure the anime studio ran out of budget and like literally the last episode is just like <laughs> flashcards, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. It, and it doesn't even make sense. I, t- I tell you what, Rob. Every, that, everyone loves it, dude. Everyone loves it. <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, it, it wasn't as severe, but Full Metal Alchemist didn't have the best ending either. But it wasn't bad. I, it, I wasn't. I wouldn't it say didn't, it's bad. It did. It didn't. I, I liked. I liked the ending. Mm. Right. I liked the way things ended up. I liked how they gave me that conclusion. But I feel like you're right. That last climax to the ending. They ran out of budget and were like, all right, boys, we need to wrap this up. We need to wrap this up in two episodes because we're not paying you any more after that. So you're, you're, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. But I, I still say you should you should watch Attack on Titan. Um, let's see. Convince Rob in the, in the comments below. But that's what we have for what we're watching, playing, and reading. Final segment, as always, is viewer questions. If you have any questions, let us know in the comments. We try to answer as many of them as possible. There are some hilarious questions this week, Rob, so I want to read them out to you. First, at from okay. at John Perez 7487 do you think that having a bushy beard gives fighters a cushion for taking punches? Rob? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> You know, like, like it's got to to some degree. Science, uh, uh, <laughs> right? Kind of, I guess. I like, mean, how? I don't know. Yeah, how much? You know, is probably minute that it's not even worth doing. But if 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 you know if MythBusters want to jump on it, you know, have the little the dummy with a beard and dummy without, and then yeah. you go punching on with it and see which one hits harder. Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure the one without the beard is going to be hit harder. Fair. I I would say it's probably less about the cushion. If you had a thick enough beard, a long enough beard, you maybe you're hiding your chin a little bit better, so it's a bit of illusion. But like, let's say you're you're riding a bike, yeah. you're not going to trust your hair when you fall on the ground. You're gonna. Die anyway. <laughs> True that, dude. <laughs> Straight up. The, the, the next question is from at Ollie Clink 2271. Thoughts on only knee stomping in a fight against Usman could be meta. <laughs> uh, yeah, Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Um, yeah, I try to do that whenever I get a chance, dude. So <laughs> if he's got knees, I'm going to try and stomp him at least once, uh, maybe. Uh, next question is from at Inside Void 2164. Uh, hey, Johnny, how do you feel about Dragon Ball Daima, which starts next year? Though I absolutely love Dragon Ball. I got to say, I'd be so bummed if they didn't, didn't com- uh, continue Super. I completely agree. Rob, did you see the trailer for Dragon Ball Daima at all? No. And what's Super? Well, Dragon Ball Super is like the latest like continuation of Dragon Ball Z, so like the main main series, which is still not finished because they're still continuing it in the in the manga. But Daima is essentially a spin-off. In my mind, kind of similar to Dragon Ball GT, where all the main characters get shrunken down as kids and they go off on a wacky adventure. I'm not like it looks cool. It looks like it might be fun and I like the animation. But I'd prefer them just to focus on Super because I want to know how Super ends. I don't want to read the manga. I want to see the animation. And here's Sean Shamel as Goku. So that's my opinion, Inside Void. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> the next Fair question enough. that we have is from at Zyden551. What video game was better on the second playthrough and why? Ooh. Ooh. What do you reckon? Ooh. Bro? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Fallout New Vegas. Oh. Good shout. And it wasn't. It wasn't just the second one. It was like the third playthrough, and the fourth mm. playthrough, and the fifth play. Like it was the game that just kept on giving, dude. Like, like literally, you could just keep playing it and be like, "Wow, where? How did I miss this?" Or you could yeah. approach things in a new direction that you learned the previous one. It was, it's the game that kept on giving, dude. Mm. Well, especially because when like 
this is my vague memory because I haven't played in a while. You got to the point in the game where it effectively says, all right, whatever actions that you take right now are going to have consequences for the ending. So do you go with the Yes Man? Do you go with, with Kaiser's Legion, the MCR, blah, 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 blah. That's literally like, and I had to do it because I completed all the achievements for it, but that's literally a reason to continuously play that game and experience all those different mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with you, mm-hmm. Rob. I will say Fallout New Vegas too. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think um, Dragon Age Origins was mad for that too. Oh, I need you, to play that. You got into that. I need to play that. That was, that was so good for that. Yeah. So good for that because it was the exact same, the exact same. Like what, whatever you did during the game mm. affected the final battle like or and then obviously the end credits and how everything yeah. um, happened. And then Dragon Age 2, what you did in the first game rolled onto the second. Oh, that's really? so cool. And that's then in Dragon cool. Age 3, they rolled it on again. I think they did the same thing for Mass Effect. So yeah, that, yeah. The things you did in Mass Effect one affected two, and it affected three. It was like, which is which is just such a cool concept. That who 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 was it? Is that Bioware? Mm-hmm. That that yeah. Sorry, like, that did uh, so Dragon cool. Age. Yeah, Mass Effect. Yeah, it, it is Bioware. Uh, yeah, let me, let me so it. so cool. Uh, yeah, Bioware, Edge of Reality, and EA Capital Games apparently all did Dragon Age. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Very I think cool. that is such a cool concept. It just, it takes a lot of like vision and, and thinking about how you're going to make everyone's save files apply to the next game and, and, and complex yep. coding that I don't even want to think about, but more games should try and do it for sure. Um, next question mm-hmm. that we have is from at will one, four, six, five. Have either of you ever tried to get your partners into playing games? And if so, what games? Rob, have you tried? Yes. Yeah, I have. I didn't enjoy it. I'm a terrible, I'm like, I'm a terrible, I'm terrible for wanting my friends to come play with me, but I don't want to help them or teach them or anything, dude. I'm Fair so terrible for that. Like, I just don't have the patience to, like, what, what game was it I tried to get Sophia into? I can't even remember. I've tried multiple times until probably not for a long time now because I realize it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I get of us. she's not enjoying it and i'm not enjoying it so you know. uh about yourself steph uh really likes the sims so she's already kind of into playing games not more than the sims like that's all she kind of plays we've tried to play like nintendo switch games before so her and i love playing smash bros together like just co-oping together that's the games that we like to play together where we can actually team up and not verse each other because then she's not having mm. as much fun but in super smash bros where we can team up and fight other people or in mario party where you can do the team ups and go against the the cpus those are the moments mm. where she has the most fun so anytime there is a new like even super mario bros wonder i wonder if and no pun intended if she would actually play that because i, f- I feel like she'd enjoy it so yes absolutely mm. I, i've tried you know what? I think my wife would enjoy playing Mario Party, though. I think she does enjoy it. Mario Party is a know, good game. Nintendo it's such a forever. fun game for the family and, and everyone to play, honestly. And Mario Kart. Yeah. She loves Mario Kart, too. But everyone loves Mario Kart. Uh, next question is from at Nibi, who I think you've uh, asked some questions before. Uh, question for Rob, specifically. Say you and Johnny are stranded on a remote island. How long till you are eating Johnny? Rob. Four minutes. Come on, bro. A little bit of time. Like, <laughs> Let me breathe. <laughs> like four minutes, dude. Like if I went if I went into the boat ride hungry, dude, four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Your big jug of water oh, will, will survive you for like a good a good day or two. So I've got some <laughs> breathing room, all right? Let's just hope you can fish, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I can fish. We just need to get uh, a rod and some bait. I yeah. reckon we'll do just fine. You don't need to resort to cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. I'm more useful than that. Yeah, well, you got three minutes to work it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'd eat you that quick. <laughs> That's exactly the answer that I was expecting from you. Honestly. I right. can't help but feel like, knowing our luck, bro, like I'll eat you and then a boat will rock up. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just after I've like sculled you 
and I'm about to dig in, <laughs> a boat, a rescue boat will turn up right then. I'm like, ah, oh, Johnny, it happened again. <laughs> Sorry, bro. UFC <laughs> news curse. just dropped too. <laughs> <laughs> the curse. <laughs> I actually do think our podcast Drops is once cursed. Again. I, I reckon, and you're all going to be watching this tomorrow, where so, some big piece of UFC news, some huge announcement is going to come out, and then it's going to be like six, seven days until we can talk about it again. That 100% is happening after this podcast. But maybe not. Fingers crossed. Well, touch wood. <laughs> Fingers I'll, crossed. I'll touch wood. Uh, that is it. Episode 26 of the MMRK podcast. Right on the hour mark. We, we are just nailing these to perfection. Rob, it's been fun, mm-hmm. man. We are professionals. 100% we are. It has been. And I want to say big thank you to, to, to all our listeners on every platform yep. and all our subscribers and people that like and comment. You guys are the fuel that drive us forward. And, uh, yeah, you guys make it fun. 